Welcome, romance friends, to Confessions of a Closet Romantic, a podcast where I yak and yak about my favorite romantic TV shows, movies, and books without embarrassment or shame. Mostly. This is Poppy, and in this episode, ah, the romance of young nerds. so weary of the grown-up world. Right now, I need to be reminded of that more innocent time in life. Remember that when we were still learning how to be ourselves, how to love ourselves and others. I need to watch movies and shows about teens and young adults living lives full of affection and love and adventure and exploration. Remember that just hanging out the spontaneous socializing period of your life that goes away as you get older but is forever missed. This scene in Along for the Ride captures that vibe so perfectly, like an arm floating on the wind outside of the car window. No, no more knowing. She wants something fun. That's what I need to I bet she has good taste. YA or young adult books, but lately I can't get enough of whip-smart, nerdy teens in TV shows and movies adapted from YA novels. I mean, I was a nerd in high school, but I was never half as together and cool and smart as these characters. So the stories are like living through a high school slash college redo. Auden, the main character in Along for the Ride, is the smart, nerdy child of divorced academics. She's sent to a beach town to spend the summer with her father and his new young wife before going off to college. But what she wants most of all for this last summer before she goes to college is to have normal teen experiences, all of which she missed while she was busy parenting 
her parents. What happened? What happened is, I don't, I don't know. She's crazy, at least with your mom. When she was upset, I could tell. Not with Heidi. One minute you're thinking everything's hunky-dory, and the next, you're sitting at a coffee shop waiting for a room to be ready at a beach motel. Come on, Dad. Even I could tell that everything wasn't hunky-dory. Well, you're a woman. Women are more intuitive. If one of your characters said that, you would say that I that mean, was I mean, yeah, lazy. so I knew she was tense. Tired, sure, but this, oh, and this is something else entirely. She's like certifiable. Oh. I don't know how to handle it. So, so what? So you're gonna quit? You're gonna quit on your family again because it's hard? Is that what you think I did? Oh, didn't I, did I quit on you? I don't know what I think. The truth is. I'm telling you because I respect you and I think you'll understand. Sometimes I wonder whether I was really meant to be a husband or a father. You know what, Dad? I take it back. I don't think you quit on me. I think you didn't even try. Eli, a former pro-BMX biker, takes her quest to be more spontaneous, more seriously than she does. And he encourages her to spend the entire summer just hanging out and going on adventure dates that he plans. Oh, I won't share his grand gesture at the end, but it is a doozy. This guy, oh. He is adorable squared. The two of them are adorable squared. This movie is billed as a drama, but it definitely ends on a hopeful high note. It is delicious. Dash and Lily has a similar premise. And being a bookshop and research nerd like I am, I absolutely fell in love with this love story. It's based on the YA book series Dash and Lily's Book of Dares, and it's co-produced by Nick Jonas. It's set in New York at Christmas, but it's an especially lonely, neglectful holiday season. Until... Imagine this. You're in your favorite bookstore scanning the shelf where your favorite books reside, and there. Nestled between the familiar spines sits a red notebook. Imagine you're in New York and it's Christmas. You're surrounded by people, by possibility, and the hope that somewhere in the city is that one person that's meant for you. You just have to find them. How do you do that? It all depends on the kind of person you are. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive our King. It's the most detestable time of the year. The forced cheer, frenzied crowds, 
the carolers who've had so much eggnog they've forgotten the words. And of course the couple's naive enough to mistake holiday spirit for being in love. I made that mistake once too. Never again. Hey! Season's great! Oh, come on, Tinsel! The emoji industry has yet to create an icon to represent one's feelings about being cast aside by their divorced mother so that she can spend Christmas in Hawaii. It would be huge in New York. Well, at least someone knows the words. There is one refuge from the holiday hordes. Some bookstores think they need to host a cookie-making class in order to sell you some Proust. Not the Strand. Hey, this was Michelle. Gabriel Garcia Marquez should be under G for Garcia, not M for Marquez. And also, this is biography. It's not fiction. So. Thanks. Hey, kid, if you ever want to work here, I'll remember this. Hey, this was also in the wrong section, so. Do you dare? I've left some clues for you. If you want them, turn the page. If you don't, put the book back on the shelf. So, you've chosen to play. A revealing choice. Shall we begin? A coded message. You can decipher it with the right books, but only if you can find them. Your first clue requires some heavy reading. Look for French pianism. Those French pianism. Oh, and if you need to use your phone, don't bother playing. French pianism. I'm not telling you anything. Well, but this is the information desk. Are you not obligated to, like, give me some information? Look, if this is about earlier, I... Apologize, I know you would never Michelle the book. I don't understand, did I wrong you somehow? Did I buy you a James Patterson book for Christmas or something? Or are you just taking pleasure from my suffering? I mean, could you at least tell me the section? I'm not allowed. I promised her I wouldn't discuss anything related to that. But since you asked, there's a little pleasure. You said her. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You said her. She's a her, and she is testing my knowledge of the Strand. Thank you for your help. I didn't help you. Okay, clue girl. If this is how you want to play it. Oh, the charm of this show. It is a travesty that Netflix did not renew it. Sex education. What can I say about this show? It's on season three and still going strong. 
from the acting and the scripts to the direction. It is all so dang delightful. You know that feeling you had as a teenager that the adults were the bad faith actors and messed up ones? Really? Yeah. For today's SRE class, boys will be in this classroom and girls in this one. Can we please form two orderly lines, please? Uh, where do I go? Uh, yeah, I don't know. So Cal wants to know what line they should join. Boys in this classroom and girls in this classroom, but I'm non-binary. I, I don't know which line either. Um, wait here, I will ask for you. What seems to be the problem? Um, Other than your uniform again. We don't fit into the description of boy or girl, so where are we supposed to go? You can both go in the girls' line. But I'm not a girl. They'll be discussing female anatomy in this class, which I'm sure will be helpful for you. Right, so we're supposed to go into the vagina line or the penis line, is that what you're saying? It's okay, I, I don't want to cause any trouble. Go with the girls. Thank you, that's very helpful. Is there anything else, Cal? Mm-hmm. This is complete bullshit. I mean, the basic premise of the show, that the bright but inexperienced son of a therapist with a few hang-ups of his own decides to advise his classmates on sexual health is the humorous and touching bedrock for the first few seasons of this show. And he turns out to be pretty dang talented at it. This show captures perfectly that cusp of being a teen while becoming a young adult with a diverse representative cast full of students of color, queer students, non-binary students, some seemingly on the asexual spectrum, a person who uses a chair, the rainbow of life, and it's all so wonderful. Don't these sex ed classes sound familiar? And don't these students show enormous courage? Erections, whether it's during your sleep, at a disco, or kissing the girl you've got a crush on for the very first time. Sleep for me. How do you deal with the danger of unexpected emissions until you're ready for procreating with your wife? I'm here to tell you about how a night of sex ruined my life. Did me and my boyfriend use a condom? Yes. Did it split? Yes. Did my boyfriend tell me? No. Homosexual activities have a much higher rate of leading to sexually transmitted diseases such as herpes, syphilis, HIV, and AIDS. Um, sir, this video is not talking about safe sex at all. It's just shaming gay people. Yeah, and what do flying penises have to do with STIs? Remember, we're not asking questions. We're just watching the video, so... Why can't just... we ask questions, sir? Well, that's another question. Well, they're making valid points about this video, which isn't very informative. It's just preaching abstinence and homophobia, which is dangerous. And we're a bit old for flying penises, sir. Okay, stop saying penis to me. You can't right. put this on and expect us... Otis, to... please, you're disrupting the class. Get out. Seriously? Yes. Seriously, go. He can't say penis in sex ed, sir. I'm sorry, okay, but I could lose my job if I let you all ask me questions. Just watch it, please. I believe teenagers shouldn't have sex because sex will ruin your life forever. I went from having dreams to having a six-month-old baby that left me with a leaky bladder and a backy vagina. 
Sorry, uh, is the boys' class being taught about pregnancy as well, or is it just us girls? It's just us, is it? Very progressive. Quiet, Maeve. After getting pregnant, I had no choice but to leave school. There are always choices. Women do not have to have children. Enough. And we shouldn't be shamed for having sexual desires. You make sex sound terrifying, but it doesn't have to be. It can be fun and beautiful and teach you things about yourself and your body. And you should be telling us how to do that safely, not telling us to refrain from being sexually active because it doesn't fucking work. Okay. Out. Now. I especially loved that this show has one of the best and most tender scenes I've ever seen of lovemaking with one person who uses a chair. It's season three, episode four, in case you want to fast forward. Sex education is such a funny, brave, open-hearted, truthful show, and it's exceptional in every way. Never Have I Ever, written by Mindy Kaling, is such a hilarious and delightful show, which features Debbie, the sharpest nerd you'll ever meet in high school. She really reminds me of Darlene on Roseanne. She starts sophomore year and only has a few requests of the universe. Well, listen in. Her geometry textbook is on the altar. Hey gods, it's Devi Vishwakumar, your favorite Hindu girl in the San Fernando Valley. What's a poppin'? It's the first day of school, and I thought we should have a check-in. I think we can all agree that last year sucked for a number of reasons. So I thought of a few ways you guys can make it up to me. One, I'd like to be invited to a party with alcohol and hard drugs. I'm not gonna do them. I just like the opportunity to say, no cocaine for me, thanks. I'm good. Two, I'd love for my arm hair to thin out. I know it's an Indian thing, but my forearms look like the friggin' floor of a barber's shop. And lastly, most importantly, I'd really, really like a boyfriend, but not some nerd from one of my AP classes, like a guy from a sports team. He can be dumb, I don't care. I just want him to be a stone cold hottie who could rock me all night long. Thanks for considering. I love you guys. Oh, I want to be Debbie's best friend. And now we get to one of my absolute favorite teen nerd stories, the half of it from Netflix. In this movie, Ellie Chu is a shy, introverted Chinese-American high school senior who doesn't really fit in and lives a pretty lonely life with her widower father in a remote town in the Northeast. She basically cares for him and does his job as station master. They're fairly poor, and she's a student who earns easy A's, so she writes papers for her classmates to make some extra money. Notice the lack of fire and brimstone and no exit. We are the source of our own hell. 500 words on Sartre's use of thwarted desire, Monday. 
Six different takes on Play-Doh. Impressive. Just the one. That's what I tell the bartender. How come you never turn me in? And have to read the actual essays they'd write? You know I'm going to E-Dub. Damn shame. Damn full ride. I can live at home, and plus, I get to stay in lovely Squamish. Hell, Squamish. It's not that bad. Okay, it's not that good either, but it's what's happening. Well, I spent four of the best years of my life at Grinnell. And look at you, back home in Hell Quamish. You're right. Stay away from the liberal arts. Try not to get fired over the weekend. Are you kidding? Everyone in this town fears God, but you know who God fears? The teachers' union. Chugga chugga choo choo! Sorry, I, uh, uh... $10 for three pages, $20 for three to ten. Not in the over ten page biz. No, I'm not trying to cheat. Nobody is. Which class is it for? No, it's not, uh... What's this? A letter. Who writes letters these days? I, I thought it seemed romantic. Can't help you. No, no, no. I, I just need a few words, good ones. I'm not writing to ask her for, to some girl. It'd be wrong. A letter is personal. It's supposed to be authentic. That'd be awesome. No, I can't be you being authentic. Get a thesaurus. You spell check. Good luck, Romeo. No, no, I can pay more for authentic. When her jock classmate asks her to write some love letters to win over his crush, uh, she is very, very reluctant. But she needs the money, and it becomes repressed longing all over the place because Ellie has been well aware of his crush for quite some time. Dear Astor Florence, I think you're really beautiful. Even if you were ugly, I'd want to know you, because you are smart and nice too. It's hard to find all those things in one girl, but even if you were only two of those things, I'd be into it. But you're like all three, just to be clear. She's like all three. Thanks for clarifying. About me. Some people think I'm the cutest one in my family. Those people being my grandma, who's dead now. Never mind about my dead grandma. All I am saying is that I like fries. I like dipping them in my milkshake. Is that weird? It's actually really tasty. Would you like to try that with me sometime? I work part-time and I have a truck. Let me know whenever. Thanks. Paul Munsky, second string tight end, football. So what you're trying to say is- I'm in love with her. Have you ever spoken to her? I'm not good with words. But you know you love her. I know, I think about her when I wake up and when I'm doing my sprints and when I'm eating my mom's bratwurst and when I'm saying my prayers. That just means that you're stubborn, not that you're in love. No, it's love. Uh, love makes you screwy. Don't you get screwy? No. Oh, this whole section needs... Oh, that fry thing does sound good. Daily modifier. Oh, I get it. Get what? Uh, you've never been in love. 
You want a letter about love? I'll write you a letter about love. Why don't make her fall in love with me? Not make her storm off in the huff like what you're doing right now. You sealed it. No, I'm sure it's good. Hush, mommy. Vim Wenders too. Wouldn't have plagiarized him though. No, who's Wim Wenders and why'd you cheat off him? I didn't cheat off him. No, I looked up plagiarize. I kind of cheated off him. I paid you. But this is good. How? It's, it's like a game. She's like challenging us, but in a good way. So, uh, we're still in the game. Yep, mm-hmm, we are, so. Yay. Came on, Esther Flores. Came on. What is so great about this story it's, is there are so many layers. Ellie gets to know Paul by writing his love letters. She starts to consider him a real friend. She stops being down on her school herself, and the whole town at the same time, and gets to know their mutual crush much better. This is the best kind of coming-of-age film. It's a sort of modern Cyrano de Bergerac story with some of the sweetest twists ever, which I will not spoil. Also, Ellie would not want me to get gooey. All I will say is, don't miss this beautiful movie. I'm in love lately with these movies and shows because most are written and directed by women. They're warm-hearted. They are diverse stories representative of the big, colorful rainbow of humanity while doing these kids proud. It's finally a good time to be ourselves, whoever that might be. If you like this podcast, I hope you'll share it with a friend. Hi, Ireland. You can find show notes at confessionsofaclosetromantic.com. Thanks for listening. I hope to see you next time.